the legitimacy of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act has received its biggest blow after a federal court ruled the order was unconstitutional. Ahead of his speech in Alberta, alongside Premier Danielle Smith, Conservative media personality Tucker Carlson left Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office a voicemail saying he was on his way to liberate Canada. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland is standing by her government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act and vowed to appeal the federal court's decision on Tuesday. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, January 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Isaac Lamoureux. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In a long-awaited decision, the federal court has ruled that the measures Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked under the Emergencies Act were unreasonable and unconstitutional. The decision follows an application for judicial review launched by the Canadian Constitution Foundation, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, and several other applicants in 2022 after the emergency measures were used to end the Freedom Convoy protests in Ottawa. The measures controversially allowed the government to freeze the bank accounts of protesters, conscript tow truck drivers, and arrest people for participating in assemblies the government deemed illegal. The court declared that the decision to issue the proclamation and associated regulations and the order were unreasonable and beyond the scope of the Emergencies Act. The court order highlighted that the government's regulations had violated charter rights specifically enroaching upon freedom of thought, opinion, and expression. Additionally, the Emergencies Act order was found to infringe on the right to security against unreasonable search or seizure. It is declared that the decision to issue the proclamation and the association regulations and order was unreasonable and ultra vires the Emergencies Act, the federal court ruled. It is declared that the decision that the regulations infringe Section 2B of the Charter and declared that the order infringed Section 8 of the Charter and that neither infringement was justified under Section 1. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev addressed the ruling on X accusing the Prime Minister of breaking the highest law in the land by resorting to emergency powers. Isaac, I just have to begin by saying, wow, what a decision. We've been eagerly awaiting judicial clarity for two long years, and the implications of this ruling are monumental. Honestly, I believe this might be the most significant political story of my lifetime, at the very least. Of course, this matter isn't closed yet. We will likely be sorting this out for some time to come. But one aspect I want to delve into is why it took so long for a judge to articulate in a ruling what seemed evident to any reasonable person that the Trudeau government exceeded its authority and employed extraordinary powers 
to essentially target political opponents. This is what many of us were saying from day one. Yet the so-called independent Rouleau Commission and other minor courts consistently sided with the government, endorsing their decision to employ what amounts to martial law against their own citizens. It raises the question, why did it take this landmark ruling for a judge to acknowledge what was glaringly apparent to those with common sense? And you know, I suspect many of our listeners and those who were sympathetic with the Freedom Convoy were troubled by the courts constantly upholding the government's overreach and had lost faith in the entire system. I know I did to some degree. So Isaac, does this ruling serve to restore some of that faith? Yeah, Cosman, I'll start by echoing what you said in that I had lost some faith as well. And I think that this will be the first step in restoring many Canadians' faith in the justice system. Just looking at reactions online and speaking to those close to me, I've been speaking to everyone about this news, as you can imagine, a recurring word that seems to be popping up is finally, finally, a win for Canadians' rights and freedoms. Finally, a, a win for our justice system. Interestingly, uh, this happened on the two-year anniversary of the date that the first convoy left BC on their trek across the country towards Ottawa, which was January 22nd, 2022. And obviously, this is the first step in a lengthy process towards strengthening the rights and freedoms of Canadians and disallowing a future government to act in a similar manner without consequence. Speaking of consequences, Cosman, what backlash do you think, if any, that this will have on the Liberals' federal government? Well, you just see it play out online. There's a lot of people saying that they want to see a non-confidence vote. I think the backlash has already come to some degree, but this just mounts it and brings it to another level because in many ways the Freedom Convoy is vindicated and now by a federal court judge. And it's not just any court, right? It's a federal court, and the federal court is specifically tasked with overseeing whether federal legislation is used properly. So I suspect there will be some blows uh, in the media, as well as to the continuously downward-trending polling numbers for the Liberals. On Monday evening, Tucker Carlson posted video to his Instagram of him calling the Prime Minister's office media line. The response was an automated voice message in both official languages, but Carlson made sure to leave a message. Yes, hi, I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it's Tucker Carlson calling from the United States, and I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada and we'll be there soon. Merci. Carlson's video had amassed millions of views by Tuesday morning and was subsequently shared by Jordan Peterson. See you there, Peterson said, tagging Carlson, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, and Conrad Black, all of whom are expected to speak at one of Tucker's upcoming shows in Alberta. Smith's office confirmed that she will be attending the event in Calgary. Do you expect there to be a lot of pushback to the event that's coming up today? Well, as you noted in your article, Isaac, there's already been some pushback from Notley and her crew, although even some so-called conservative pundits like Andrew Coyne have clutched their pearls at the horror of Tucker Carlson speaking in Canada. But 
this remains a free country after all, at least for the time being. And if anything, I think the spectacle of these protesters that might show up and far-left lunatics going to attend this thing will be sort of fun to watch. They'll most likely be vastly outnumbered. And honestly, I think that makes a lot of establishment types in politics and media uncomfortable. The fact that Tucker can find success outside of the traditional legacy media is horrifying to these people because it means that they can't control what he says. Now, Isaac, you're going to this thing tonight. So what do you expect to see? Do you think that Tucker is going to address the recent happenings in Canada? Yeah, I don't know that I had um, any specific expectations initially, but upon hearing of the federal court's ruling on the Emergencies Act, I, I can expect that Carlson will talk about this, and I hope he talks about it at great lengths, because it'd be great to, to see whether he thinks this is a win for Canada and what he expects to come. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland has announced the government's intention to appeal Tuesday's federal court ruling that deemed the use of the Emergencies Act used to disperse Freedom Convoy protesters unconstitutional. When asked about the ruling on Tuesday, Freeland insisted that her government was correct in its use of emergency powers to quash protesters. So we are aware of the court decision. We have discussed it with the Prime Minister, with cabinet colleagues, with senior federal government officials and experts. We respect very much Canada's independent judiciary. However, we do not agree with this decision and respectfully, we will be appealing it. I would just like to take a moment to remind Canadians of how serious the situation was in our country when we took that decision. The public safety of Canadians was under threat. Our national security, which includes our national economic security, was under threat. It was a hard decision to take. We took it very seriously after a lot of hard work, after a lot of careful deliberation. We were convinced at the time, I was convinced at the time, it was the right thing to do. It was the necessary thing to do. I remain and we remain convinced of that. The federal court decision also touched upon the special economic measures taken by the Trudeau government to freeze the bank accounts of Freedom Convoy organizers and protesters. Justice Richard Mosley rejected the government's claim that freezing the accounts represented minimum impairment under the economic measures. I was convinced at the time it was the right thing to do, it was the necessary thing to do. I remain and we remain convinced of that, Freeland reiterated when asked about the special economic measures. Conservative MP Andrew Scheer also criticized the government's handling of the protests, saying that the Prime Minister had no right to lecture others about charter rights. 
Meanwhile, conservative MP and Democratic reform critic Michael Cooper referred to the use of the Emergencies Act as a massive abuse of power, as evidenced by the federal court's decision. So an appeal is on its way, and just to give a bit more of a procedural background to those interested, uh, the federal court has jurisdiction to hear matters concerning federal legislature. And once an appeal is filed, that will go to the federal court of appeal, which will mean that if the ruling is upheld by the appeal court, it will could be further appealed to the Supreme Court of Canada. So in no way is this issue settled. And we all know, whether we like it or not, the types of people Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has appointed to the Supreme Court in recent years. Some of them are liberal donors. I actually just posted a tweet that shows since Prime Minister Trudeau was elected, he's appointed 10 out of 15 of the judges currently sitting on the Federal Court of Appeal. Now, of course, you know, on paper in Canada, we have an independent judiciary, and it doesn't necessarily mean that who you're appointed by necessarily influences your decision, but there are some questions raised here. So, Isaac, I know you're not a lawyer, and it's hard to predict these things, but does an appeal by the federal government stand a chance? Yeah, Cosman, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. However, I firmly believe that if the courts have any integrity and if they operate in an unbiased or an uncontrolled manner, then this appeal by the federal government stands no chance. Look, we all know what the trucker convoy was, your everyday Canadian citizen standing up for freedom against the government trying to impose authoritarian measures that, quite frankly, were among the strictest seen across the globe. And... In my opinion, this, this peaceful protest, frankly, posed less of a concern to residents than protests that we've seen recently uh, in regard to the Israel-Palestine conflict. We know what the Freedom Convoy was, and we know that some members of the legacy media tried to vilify the protests unrightfully. Not only do I think that the appeal from the federal government doesn't stand a chance, but I think that this will be one of the first of many dominoes set to fall in this federal government's demise. Do you agree that this could result in the downfall uh, of the federal government, Cosman? I mean, that all depends on Jugmeet Singh, right? Um, there would have to be a no-confidence uh, no vote, and I honestly don't see that happening. I think they're going to finish the term. But the election, and uh, whatever election that comes, and whenever it comes, will be the final uh, determinant of Trudeau's reign. And I suspect this will play into many people's opinion of this government, especially those people that were on the fence about this entire thing. They didn't really feel strongly one way or another. I think a lot of liberals living in Ottawa, a lot of people who consider themselves as members of the Laurentian elite, were vehemently against it, the Freedom Convoy, but there were a lot of people throughout the country where Freedom Convoy uh, protests were happening. They were happening in British Columbia, they were happening in Alberta, they were happening all across the country, and everybody had friends who went to these protests or they had family members involved. And they might just have not had a strong opinion about it. But here, a federal court is siding with these protesters, saying that the way that they were treated was wrong. And in fact, it actually violated their rights. 
And that's a big thing, you know, when, when a court rules that the government in charge has violated the rights of its citizens. That's it for today, folks. Make sure to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Also, please keep an eye out for The Andrew Lawton Show later today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. 